Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Up ahead this hour, we'll have for you status update with John and Shirley. Also, hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao. But first up today, here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, March 30th, and this is here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. John Van Trieste. Hi. And me, once again, I'm Andrew Ryan. We've got some uh, fun things for you. We have uh, an air trip over Japan. Mm. I mean, we can't really go overseas no. so well, but we can uh, we can show you Japan. Just from, from above. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, we'll tell you... Uh, how insanely quickly uh, Jolene Tsai's concert tickets oh, sold man. out. I got that one for you. That one's a doozy. We have a, a particularly sad story about a petty boss yeah. who paid a migrant worker a very inappropriate way. We'll tell you about that. But we're going to bring things up towards the end with some uh, hens, which are companion animals Yeah, for a very special group of people. All that and more in today's Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Before we get to any of those stories, I feel like we need to address the uh, the massive cargo ship in the room, <laughs> <laughs> otherwise known as the elephant in the room. But um, of course, we're talking about the uh, evergreen ship, which I think is uh, Taiwan operated. However, it has a Japanese, Japanese owner. It's Panamanian flagged. Panamanian flagged. And uh, I think the crew is from India? And it's stuck yeah. in South Asia. And it's stuck in Egypt. Wow. So. What a breakdown. That was... Thanks, everybody, for working together. <laughs> That's globalization. <laughs> to obstruct the global economy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is international cooperation in a very special and unusual way. And for once, Taiwan was not excluded. <laughs> That's right. Taiwan was not left out. <laughs> We're very proud of that. Um, so is the ship still sh stuck? That is the question. Is it still stuck? Is Sean Connery? I'm Sean Connery <laughs> wants to know, is the ship still stuck? Uh, there fortunately is a website where you can check it out. It is called isTheShipStillStuck.com. No way. Yeah, I saw that too. What? One of my friends posted it. Oh, and it says, I gotta see The this. whole site is either yes or no. And then it says it's been stuck for how many hours? If I may stop you, uh, on Monday afternoon in Taiwan, the answer is sort of. It is with the question mark. <laughs> Do you want to show everybody that? Yeah, look that? at that. Oh my goodness. That is, I love this. This is, <laughs> this is a unit, this is uh, a, a website with a singular purpose. This is... Uh, it does what it's designed to do, though. Exactly. You can't fault them for that. I love that. It's But it's sort of. It was supposed to be a yes or no, right? You can't really see it too well, but underneath the Is That Ship Still Stuck, there is a little link that says sort of question mark. Uh, I wonder what happens if you click on that. Does it tell you how they've started to... Let's find out, oh, gentlemen. Find Float out the boat. What does it say? <laughs> oh, it's taking me to a Twitter account. Oh, this is, this is going to be another one of those uh -oh. yes or no Twitter accounts. Oh, what's it say, John? I'm just trying to refocus Urgent. the camera. Urgent. The bow of the Evergreen Ever Given is still stuck rock solid, and the movement achieved in the stern this morning was the easiest part. The CEO, CEO of a salvage company working to free the ship Ooh. told Dutch Radio this morning. And there's a couple other updates. 
so it's sort of stuck. Uh, this says the 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 bow. I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. Uh, the bow is the front bit. Yeah, it's still rock solid, huh? Have you seen the bow? It's like really long and pointy. Yeah, and yeah. Apparently, like got stuck in the mud, yeah. and they had this little so, tiny um, backhoe that was trying to dig it out. John, you look very disturbed. <laughs> no, because um, so I saw. First of all, there was a lot of memes about that. It was like the all, every the whole past year is the ship and the little backhoe is me trying to hold it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw <laughs> the um, memes coming out of this. But is what pure I read gold. about when I I read that this is not the first time this exact thing has happened. Oh wow! Last time I believe it was a Japanese ship that got stuck. Okay, so I think they just need a wider canal. Honestly, a wider this canal. Is a, this is a. Well, they dug the canal back in the 1820s. 18, yeah. It says that they took many years to dig it, and then it took one day to block it. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward for all involved. Yeah. Um, I also saw somebody said, like, uh, you can at least feel uh, rest assured that any mistake you made at work today cannot be seen from outer space. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> oh, and it's yeah. not costing the, the Earth $10 billion of, in trade every day. U.S. dollars, might Oh, add. my goodness. That is yeah. a lot wow. of money. Well, as we've said amongst ourselves, uh, I think every time that we get excluded from an international event, we should just send a, a major <laughs> container ship to block a major world waterway and say, oops. <laughs> oh, my. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they have to do it with this, just that accent. Yeah. Otherwise, nice, it doesn't count. Nice WHA you have there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so we have some more people writing in. We have uh, Mokla Rahman says, Good afternoon. I'm Mokla Rahman from Bangladesh. How are you there? We're doing good. Yeah. I want to know how many political parties are there in Taiwan? Actually, did you know, Andrew, do you know that off the top of your head? I don't. Because I rem- cause last week, uh, Lev came in, Lev Nachman, the political scientist, and he actually told me when we were in the elevator, he said there's over 300 <gasps> political parties in Taiwan. Mm. However, we should point out that pretty much there's two major ones, and then, let's see... Maybe three or three four or minor four ones. ones yeah. That pop in and out of various... Yes. Municipal roles are in the cabinet or something. But registered, yes. there are three over 300. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, with, uh, I guess, uh, varying degrees of functionality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have Asif Ali who says, hello, nice to meet you all. Taiwan is super safe for the travel these days, but unfortunately don't have visitor visas. Yes, we hope that will change soon. Uh, you had actually a story in the news today, Leslie, That's about right. how they're considering changing the uh, requirements uh, for people traveling to Taiwan. Uh, do you want to recap that very briefly? Yeah, so the health minister gave an interview over the weekend in which uh, they asked him, what about the borders and how are they going to reopen? And they say they're working on a plan right now. And they have two stages. Uh, stage one is letting people who are vaccinated into Taiwan. And what they need to do is they need to provide proof of vaccination, um, negative PCR COVID-19 test, and a test positive for antibodies. antibodies yeah. Right. And then um, you don't have to go through the 14-day quarantine. It'll be a seven-day quarantine for you instead. And then... And they said in the second stage right now is that once uh, 60% of Taiwan has been vaccinated, then they're just going to eliminate the quarantine altogether and let people in. I hope that I'm part of that 60% when they start letting people in. Oh, yeah. Uh, some more people writing in. Radha Krishna Pillai N says, you really are magicians. You have created so much magic for the enthusiastic oh, that's v- audience. That's very nice. We don't have any oh. hats, though. We don't, we're not really properly I, equipped for this. I have a wizard hat at I home. I have a I rabbit at home. But <laughs> no, you, you want to bring my hat and you want to pull your bunny out of the hat? I don't think you would be happy about that. <laughs> that's actually a great idea for a future episode of Here in Taiwan. Maybe we should arrange this. We get some props. Uh, maybe get a magic wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say. Can I have a jeweled cane? 
Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> what kind of show would it be without John and his... Jeweled cane. Jeweled cane. Uh, we have uh, Jason Stevens. Hi, guys. Hey, Jason. Uh, Jen Delari says, apparently the boat just got partially refloated in the last hour or so. Yeah. So if you're tuning in, this is uh, Monday afternoon Taiwan time. Uh, Debashi Scope says, I like magic. Ooh, send us your favorite magic tricks. Mm. Ooh, we should do mag- we should do magic on this show. I or do not have the expertise have the for that. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Steven says, I would sell a parent to get back to Taiwan. Oh. I wouldn't tell your parents. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't tell your mom or dad that. Speaking of overseas travel or pseudo travel, John, you have a story there about Eva Airlines. Yeah. Well, I think they're, I'm not sure if this is uh, prompted by or if they came up with this idea independently. Recently on this program, we told our listeners about a flight that I think China Airlines did that took in sights of Mount Fuji from above. Oh. So, I mean, Taiwanese people love, love, love traveling to Japan. And it's probably one of their favorite destinations. And so, um, so uh, EVA put together its own flight it's a one off it's so i don't even know if it got a flight number but uh, it took a, it took in a very different part of japan and uh one of the japanese prefectures actually seems to have like gotten in on the deal like oh. they 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 had the mascot of the prefecture show up and do a little dance before takeoff oh always need that and there and then there was um let's see there was a video with the prefecture's governor giving a message a videotape message inviting mm. the people about to go, to go on this journey over his prefecture to come in person once the covid's done mm, um, really it's all, an area of japan known for its citrus production so orange juice from the prefecture was served as part of the in-flight snacks really orange juice from the prefecture yes. uh this is specifically and this article spells it wrong every time by the way ehime prefecture on the island of oh. skoku and uh during the five-hour trip they actually got in a lot more than just ehime prefecture from above they did fly over kyushu on the way it's on the way and uh-huh. they saw several volcanoes uh Ooh. mount aso which i've been to and nice. sakurajima which is very active they also uh took on uh, one of the world's big bridges, the big engineering projects, the Honshu Shikoku Bridge, which mm. connects two of Japan's main islands. None of the volcanoes were erupting, no. were they? Okay. One of them is quite active, though. Oh. Um, oh. And they also took in a castle from above, Matsuyama Castle, a Japanese castle. I don't know how clearly you can see it from 32,000 feet. Yeah, or how high, they descended slightly. How high were they off the ground? That's it what doesn't say. Uh, only that the flight lasted about five hours round trip. And also uh, the Itsukushima Shrine, which I don't know if you've seen before. It's in Hiroshima. It's the one that's like kind of in the water. It's got like the oh, rising yeah. out of the water. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, the red so, um, yes. like archway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So again, probably difficult to pick out Especially, I mean, it doesn't say what the weather was like either. Mm. <laughs> Imagine paying all the money for that. And it's like clouds Just all the way. Little, little red blip. <laughs> I think. Well, from, what in the in-flight guide is like? Well, what you could have seen if the weather were cooperating. Allow is, me to paint a picture for you. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so actually, this is the second air tour that over Japan that EVA has done uh, from actually Taipei. They flew over northern Japan on March twentieth, which I didn't know about. Oh wow! Oh. Uh, so. Uh, really, if you want to see Japan from above, Taiwan's the place to do it. Of course, we can't land or disembark or anything. They just turn right back around again. But <laughs> Sorry, you're saying if you want to see Japan from above, Taiwan is the place to, to do it? To Taiwan start is from. the place yeah. to do it. Well, yeah, the, the place to, to launch your flight. Well, in, if you're flying domestically in Japan, like 
They're yeah. not going to fly around all the major tours spots just for you. That is true. <laughs> They're going to go wherever the flight path takes them. Which I will tell you, the one time I was on a plane where we were flying over something important and they pointed it out, it was actually the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Me too. Oh, wow. And uh, they, when as soon as the pilot said something, half the plane stood up and like went to the other half of the plane. Oh, the whole plane they... like kind of tipped a little bit. I was like, all right, maybe this isn't a great idea. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should rethink this. That's yes. a little nerve-wracking. <laughs> maybe announce not to stand up before you... You mentioned what you can see out of the right-hand side of the plane. Please gingerly open your window shades. (laughs) Not the window, just the window shades. (laughs) So, Jen Delari says, when I'm flying back to Seattle, a lot of times the planes will do a beauty pass of Mount Rainier, and it is lovely. Uh, Japan's on my bucket list, and I'm hoping to get the same kind of beauty pass of Mount Fuji. I would love that, too. That would be gorgeous. I think I've flown past it one time. But I'm always heavily sedated when I'm on an airplane, so I don't really remember very clearly. <laughs> that's right. That's that's one fun thing like about flying. John. <laughs> he uh, he gets on the plane, knocks out. Yes. Oh, we have a, a question here, a trivia question. I don't know if I can answer this. Yeah. How many Taiwanese travel to Japan in a year? Let me see a if lot. I can find out. A lot. The, the answer is a lot. <laughs> it's one of the biggest travel destinations. It's for our neighbor. Taiwan. You know, so it's easy to get to. Four and a half hours, I think. Four hours. If you're going to Tokyo, it's as, just three. Three. Yeah, yeah. As, as fast as two if you're going to like Okinawa. If you help pedal, it's even faster yeah, than that. Yeah, flap your wings a little bit. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Asif Ali says many Taiwanese like to eat Japanese food. That is That's very true. true. Somebody else is asking, how many states in Taiwan? We don't have states. We have counties and cities. Uh, and we have townships. I know how many townships we have. Oh, really? It's uh, Sainijo, 319 townships in all of Taiwan. Oh, wow. That seems... That seems kind of low. I'm counting. Oh, the counties? I'm going to say 19. I think it's like 23. Oh, that was way off. <laughs> uh, do, you, uh, do you have any ideas about those uh, travelers to Japan? Yeah, mm. from what I see, um, let's see, they're in 20... Don't say 2020 because that doesn't count. No, no, not 2020. <laughs> I'm trying to find something. Uh, let find something a little more. That is not a representative year. No. But in 2018, apparently, uh, Japan had 16 million entries from Taiwanese people Ooh. so like it's not individual people but like like maybe somebody Some went there seven times forth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you have to remember Taiwan is a, a country of about 24 million people so if 16 million people went to Japan that's at least enough for half the people in Taiwan to go once mm, yeah at wow least. that's wow people really love Japan I never realized that that is huge yeah very very big All lots right. of love between uh, Taiwan and Japan for sure You know what else there's a lot of love for? What? Jolene's high. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> was that a bad transition? I kind of I kind of made was it good. stick. You yeah, should have played the, the song Jolene. Jo- oh by Jolly Parton. <laughs> you want Another song we don't have the rights for. <laughs> we could sing Vaccine. <laughs> vaccine. That's vaccine, cool. vaccine, Vaccine. <laughs> um so no we're not talking about Dolly Parton just in case you thought we were. We're talking about Jolene's high. Yeah. One of the biggest pop stars in all of Taiwan. How big is she? In all of Asia probably. But uh get this her she has a huge tour coming out in Taipei, one of the few 
places in the world that could have concerts. Now, she's going to perform on April 21st, 22nd, 24th, 25th, and 26th. At, so that's five dates at the largest venue in all of Taiwan, which is, uh, well, not all of Taiwan, in Taipei, which is the small arena. Or, or as I like to call it, the uh, mini big egg. The mini big egg <laughs> is what they call it. Name in literal name in Chinese. Apparently, it can fit as much as 15,000 people per, like, per concert. What? So that's we're, we're talking about seventy five thousand tickets getting sold out in less than five minutes of, of going live. No way! Yeah, 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 yeah. I went there to see the Phantom of the Opera. That's huge. Yeah, it's gigantic, isn't it? Were and you able diff- to see the Phantom of the Opera when you were there? Barely, because it's so it's so big. <laughs> or, or did you need a Ouija they had, board? They had they had screens to show what was going on on stage like yeah. zoomed in because oh, that's wow. how big it is it's hard to tell i went to a basketball game last night at the uh hooping arena oh, which nice. is seven thousand people and i found myself like trying to watch the action on the court and then just like giving up and watching the tv yeah <laughs> were you on the jumbotron <laughs> andrew opera classes. no i did <laughs> opera, opera classes opera classes to <laughs> see. When, when, when jolene comes in concert you should bring your opera glasses <laughs> yeah uh, because it's the best thing you can get you might, you might need a text uh, a telescope <laughs> yes yeah, and maybe a sextant to figure out where yes. you are <laughs> use the use the stars in the sky yes. to navigate where you are oh, in the crowd as a muscle yeah um, so five minutes, seventy five thousand tickets. Uh, probably, I guess I'm guessing 70, like, by doing the math, like seventy five thousand tickets are gone, right? And uh, there were actually quiz questions about uh, to stop scalpers. So they asked questions about like because last time Jolene had a concert, it was in uh, November. <laughs> Sorry, they asked questions to stop scalpers. Yeah, yeah. Are you a scalper? No, you know, it's like <laughs> yes, it's like that. No. no, but like, like they want the know? they want click the diehard all, fans. Click on all of the images of traffic lights you can see oh, yeah stuff I like see. that like buzz right like oh. a captcha <laughs> like a seven nine eight b three four five. Oh, i see so you're saying is is that they they wanted to make sure that people were buying the tickets really were going to see the concert themselves yeah, not yeah. just resell the tickets yeah, yeah, yeah i thought it was like a, a thing to make sure it wasn't a robot yeah, but, well, like that's how scalpers do it, right? They can write programs that'll automatically buy, and they'll they're faster than any human can be. And then in the first five minutes of the website going live, two hundred thousand people were in the website. So I'm, surpri- I'm surprised, like no computer in in Taipei somewhere just like spontaneously caught on fire <laughs> from how many people were just like trying to squeeze into this one website. People were joking about how the internet had slowed down, like when they were selling the tickets. I'm not surprised. Like yeah. that wouldn't surprise me at all. Two hundred thousand people all at once in the same computer. Yeah, that's. This like I don't think that can happen. I mean, I don't know how it did happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So she's she had a concert last time in November 2020, which is like four or five months ago, and yet she's selling out another five concerts. That's that's how like big she is. She's got this staying power. The question is, did you get your tickets, Leslie? I did get my tickets. You did. I did get my tickets. Good for you. Yeah. Will you bring your opera glasses? Yes, I will bring my opera gla- glasses. That's the next thing I want for props for this program is opera glasses. Opera glasses. That's a jeweled cane. <laughs> I think oh, my. oh my! Oh <laughs> my! Muffy. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, I'm excited that you got your tickets. Do you yeah. get your tickets, John? No. I'm, I'm, he's, he's all right. Well, I'll watch it on YouTube or something. Or yeah, I th- I'll be watching the highlights on the internet. They always are on the internet. You're gonna have to give us a blow by blow. Maybe you can live stream it. For Maybe us. I will. Maybe that's illegal. Probably, <laughs> why do we keep going towards illegal things? I don't in this know. We are not today. suggesting. We just keep veering illegal. towards this gray area of legality. We can't stop ourselves. <laughs> Asif Ali is asking, why is she so famous in Taiwan? Can you answer that for us, Leslie? Uh, she's been around for like twenty some odd years. Ever since I was in like middle school, elementary school. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> I mean, but she. I mean. 
mean, I don't know, but she's she, she's just she I, she's one of those people who does who she just focuses on the music, and she just churns out really good stuff consistently year after year. Mm. And um, I I I used to be kind of like a skeptic, mm-hmm. but like after she's she's won so many awards, and now it, you're drinking the Kool Aid. I am drinking the Kool Aid. <laughs> I am making the Kool Aid myself. Favorite song? Uh, See, I'm testing if he's a scalper or not. So, there's so many. Like, <laughs> oh, there's there's so many good ones. Okay. I can't. I, I, Nothing comes to mind. Uh, uh, blah, blah, no. I will say that scalper. Um, scalper. scalper. <laughs> she had a song called Da Isuja or the big Great artist. artist. Yeah. 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 That uh, that beat my friend's song out for best uh, song of the year. I was a little sad about so that. So you have a grievance. Yeah, oh. Leo Chen was up for best song of the year. Didn't happen. No way. Next time. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> anyway, uh, let us know if you're interested in Jolene Tsai. Tell us what uh, what you it is about her that you like. We'd be interested to know. See, now I feel bad because I told you that we're going to tell, tell you about a petty boss. Uh, and I also told you about hens for companions. Uh, we have like maybe two or three minutes left. So let's try to do the petty boss one fast. All right, John. And All then right. get to the nice story about hens. Okay. Um, so an employer in Taoyuan County who hired a migrant worker got into a little bit of a spat with their employee. Uh, th- among the things that we were talking about ha- that caused the issue was uh, during the four years the caregiver was employed to caregive, the employer made her or him work with at the head of the family's food truck business, which was not what the contract said. Oh, mm. um, illegal. Causing overwork and exhaustion. That's a quote from this report. Um, and the migrant worker tried to complain and nothing happened. And the employer even threatened them with a $40,000 severance pay if she left for another job. So she got to the city's authorities and they went into arbitration. Uh, and the employer was ordered, I guess, to pay about close to $9,000. That's about $312 US dollars to this employee in mm. compensation, I guess, for all that. And decided to do it in one NT coins, the equivalent oh. of Taiwan's penny. Uh, in two bags. Terrible. Well, this, the labor mediator was not having it. Not only did it make the employer stay, uh, but also they went across the street to ask an acquaintance at a bank or post office bank to help them use a machine, borrow their machine to count the mm. coins. And it still took them 30 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine? I'm glad they didn't have no, to count them by hand. I, uh, I would like to commend the labor mediator. The city here. department of labor calls this employer a shame to the country. Oh. No, Shanda. That's oh. not something you want to be called. No. By the media or the government. <laughs> the labor ministry. Wow. Well, I have to say, I'm happy that they are, uh, they're ruling in favor or standing on the side of the migrant worker. Uh, nobody deserves to be paid like that. No. So I'm glad that that didn't uh, go through. Uh, very quickly before we get into our final story here, uh, we have uh, Shabu Shabu. We are correct about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dabashi Scope says it's a good program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and also Asif Ali says, what is basic salary for the employees in Taiwan? There's a lot of different answers to that question. Basic or minimum? What minimum, I think, is like 22, 3, oh, maybe. Oh, they've moved it up. Okay, uh, they've moved it up a little bit. Let me look this up. Um, I know that kind of an average salary is maybe about 30. 30, 40,000. 30-ish, a month. I think. Uh, oh, it's uh, 24,000 now, actually. They've, oh, fancy. Yeah, they've moved, we're moving up in the world. Wow. So, 24,000 NT dollars in US dollars is... Uh, eight, 841 US dollars per month. Right. Um, so, but yee, 
I mean, it's that's on the low end. That's it's yeah. hard to live in Taipei or any other big city. Yeah. on that in a month, I think mm. it's very difficult. Yeah, forty is much more reasonable. I think if you're paying rent and if you're paying for daily goods and things like that. And wages have generally stagnated over the past few decades, and people in Taiwan like to complain about that a lot. Yes, uh, us our, ourselves included. Yes, sometimes. ourselves <laughs> included. Funny, uh, but that is not a comment about our employer. <laughs> so let's uh, move on to our next and final story okay. about hens and companions. All right. Well, there's a bunch of retired egg laying hens that have been. Adopted by seniors in an indigenous village in Hualien County to uh, sort of uh, be companion animals. And they actually are a source of income as well because uh, it says that they formed an egg-selling cooperative. And, but I thought uh, they were retired. Yeah, they retired. Well, they're retired from working on farms, I guess. <laughs> so they lay their eggs elsewhere. I think they lay their <laughs> eggs whether they want them to or not. If they're you're just, good just, at something, right, It's just right, a biological Andrew? thing that happens if anyway. If you're good at something. So anyway, they uh, can help people earn up to $4,090 a month. But the locals have really fallen in love with a 176-year-old woman uh, whose sons had died in recent years. And she often goes to check in on the hens, talking to them and hugging them. Aww. And they also chat about the, the locals have chat about them a lot and share keeping tip, tips about tips about keeping them, such as singing to them. Singing to the uh, hens. Yes. I love it. And on that note, we're going to uh, thank you for joining us for Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned. Much more ahead on RTI. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week in the show, we go over some of the social media trends that are happening in Taiwan. And it just so happens that this week involves a very popular story you may have heard about on international media. I'm not going to say much, but I can tell you that this story is a little fishy. Let's get right into it. Something fishy happened in Taiwan recently, and it's possible you've heard of it, because this story was picked up by international outlets like BBC, CNN, and The Guardian. It's a story the media is dubbing Salmon Chaos. Don't worry, it's not what it sounds like. Hordes of salmon are not falling from the sky and hurting people by way of blunt force trauma. In Chinese, salmon is guiyu. Remember that because you're going to need it for later. On March 15th, a Japanese sushi restaurant chain announced a special promotion on Facebook. They said that anyone who had Chinese characters that sounded like guiyu in their name could get up to 50% off on a meal at the restaurant between March 17th and 18th. Your name didn't explicitly have to be Salmon. As long as it sounded like it, then you'd get a discount. But the restaurant went a step further and said that if you had Salmon or Guiyu in your name, then you could eat at the restaurant for free. Now, the marketing team must have been having fun, right? After all, no one is really named Salmon. I mean, even if there are, it's probably just one or two eccentric individuals. I mean, surely nobody would legally change their name to Salmon in order to score free food, right? I think you know where the story is going. According to Apple Daily, over the course of four days, 331 people legally changed their name to something salmon-related just to cash in on the free meal. Here's a breakdown of the name changers by city. Three in Jilong, 51 in Taipei City, 100 in New Taipei City, 21 in Taoyuan, 10 people in Xinzhu, 46 people in Taizong, 5 in Zhanghua, 4 in Yunling, 3 in Jiayi, 30 in Tainan, 56 in Kaohsiung, and 2 in Pingtung. Oh, and remember two hashtags ago when I talked about the man with the longest name in Taiwan with a 25-character name? 
Well, you can forget about that because someone gave themselves a 36 character name calling themselves Tun Loves Taiwan Abalone Tuna Salmon Snow Crab Sea Urchin Scallop Lobster and Beef Maple Polite Sheen Regent Hilton Caesar Park Hotel Royale in hopes of getting more free stuff. I mean, that's pretty forward thinking. But that record was short-lived because a few days later, someone gave themselves a 50-character name. Originally, they wanted 66 characters, but I'm just assuming government officials went, we really need to draw a line somewhere. I'm not going to tell you what that name is or what it means because we just don't have that kind of time. This trend got so out of hand that the government had to get involved. The Interior Ministry made a Facebook post which said, don't go somewhere you can't salmon from. And that makes sense when you realize the word for salmon... Gui sounds like the word for return. The Interior Ministry reminded people that under Taiwanese law, you can only change your name three times. So if people aren't careful, they could potentially be stuck with the word salmon in their name. It actually happened to a couple of people. But luckily for them, the internet has found loopholes in the law that allows people who have maxed out on normal name changes to change their name again. I mean, it was bound to happen. I bet you there's someone out there who got the date of the promotion wrong and ended up changing their name to Salmon for no good reason. But that wouldn't be so bad considering other sushi establishments are beginning to offer discounts on sushi for people named Salmon. In fact, businesses are offering lobsters, abalone, pudding, and even cremation urns for people with certain names. Cremation urns. Don't ask me why, don't ask me how. I don't want to know. This might seem like all fun and games, but Salmon Chaos has had tangible consequences. For one, the original restaurant said that its kitchen waste increased six-fold over the course of the promotion. It's almost like people are okay wasting food as long as they're not paying for it. However, the more pressing issue to me concerns Taiwan's indigenous rights. Taiwan's indigenous communities have long advocated for the use of their traditional names, but they've always run into trouble with government restriction. So a lot of advocates have pointed out how contradictory it is that others can change their name on a whim for free sushi, while indigenous people have to fight to preserve their culture. Now, if any lesson comes out of all of this chaos, let it be this one. Don't change your name to get free stuff. Now that story was definitely one of the more unusual ones, but it definitely caught a lot of attention here in Taiwan and in the rest of the world. Anyway, we're running out of time today because that was a longer episode than most, so I'm just going to remind you to check us out on Facebook and on YouTube at either Taiwan Insider on Facebook or Radio Taiwan International, and you can find us on YouTube at RTI English. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Hello there. You just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Ventrias. And I'm Stash Butler. Yes. Uh, it's good to have the boys here. That's <laughs> <laughs> us. And yeah. Anyway, this is a show where we read your letters. Do so you write us and let us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them? Tell us a simple rating and all that kind of stuff. But uh, before we do that, though, we're going to update our own personal status a little bit here. Well, I guess especially Stash. <laughs> especially me. Yes. Now, we missed your musical this past weekend. Yes. So, so, yeah. How did it go? It was good. Yeah. So I performed in a musical at a, uh, a kind of dedicated comedy club called Two Three Comedy uh, in Zhongshan, in kind of northwestern Taipei, I guess. 
Um, and yeah, it was great fun. We uh, performed uh, a, a Tony Award-winning musical Ooh, called oh. um, uh, "The Putnam County Spelling Bee." Uh, and it's all it's it is kind of what it sounds like it is a spelling bee it's kind of a spelling competition uh, which is I think I think it's a kind of thing that's kind of unique to English I think I, I'm not really sure about spelling competitions in other countries I feel like um, well most languages maybe not like Irish or something but most languages are pretty straightforward when yeah it comes to that's spelling. the thing I think English is kind of uniquely difficult and terrible <laughs> it's also because like, we just take I mean like if you look at the words they get in spelling bees it's all just like taken like hardly any of them are kind of you use German, every German, day. Yeah, and they're oh. all just kind of like they're all kind of like you know Greek or Latin oh. or like German or French loan mm. words. It's just kind of like is that is that really English? Mm. I don't know. Some of sometimes, um, but no, it was it was great. Uh, I I sang I sang a song where we sang some songs together. Um, it was kind of like an audience participation thing. Oh, did they have oh, to yeah. do okay. spelling? They had to do spelling, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 challenging. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was quite funny. Tell um, us one word. Did you pick a tough word? Uh, uh, I, my, well, I mean, in, in the script, it was scripted. Uh, my word was omphalloskepsis. Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, it's not, you don't it know what it means? It doesn't say to, in the script. Aren't so. they allowed to oh. ask what... But to use it in a sentence yeah so that's the thing so we actually so when we got these audience volunteers involved um we you know we gave them instructions basically which was like be yourself so don't like to act because sometimes like people can just try and mm. you know it, it, they play up if they're on stage and like oh you know but it's just like just be yourself be an audience member and then also um when you're given a word whatever it is however easy it is you have to ask for a definition and then it's use in a sentence. Hmm. Oh, um, I see. Okay. But uh, but yeah. So, th- so there was then there was kind of the kind of part of the joke was that some of the words the audience got are ridiculously hard, and some of them are ridiculously easy. Mm. So, uh, mm. but yeah, it was loads of fun. Um, lots of people came. Um, people seemed to really enjoy it. Was so. there dancing? They're always dancing. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not what? great dancers, but oh, 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 you know, right? Okay. I mean, the thing is, we, we we put together these shows with where well, we have t- a two hour rehearsal every week. That's it. Uh, and we do these shows in about four weeks, so about eight oh. hours of rehearsal. Is there was there like an orchestra or was it canned? No, there's there's like a, a prepared kind of like okay. track and okay. stuff. Yeah, um, but we did another. We've done actually another musical like that before um, called uh, I, I forget something. I think it's called The Evil Dead. It was The Evil Dead musical, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and. Um, the backing tracks for that were weren't as great, so sometimes you can kind of come into trouble, kind of finding nice tracks mm. like that. But mm. but no, it was a lot of fun. Um, What's your next yeah. performance? Our <laughs> next performance, uh, I don't know about April. We haven't like decided. I think we just have like kind of a party because it's a one year since our kind of like group oh, was so oh, okay. founded. One year anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on in May it will be a, a drunk Shakespeare. Oh, I have to go see that. Yeah, it's going to be really which, good. Do you know what oh. show yet? Twelfth night. Twelfth night. Ooh. Yeah, which okay. actually incidentally I've already performed twice. So it's drunk or so not drunk the oh, first two okay. times. So this will be. Uh, I mean, it, it may not be me who's drunk. Is That's, everyone drunk? No. Uh, oh. Well, I mean, last time actually everyone was, but that was that, that was. Go, how did that go? It was. It was it took three hours for us to get through the whole show and it wasn't it didn't we didn't intend for it to be that long um it was really it was really fun it was it got very messy by the end. <laughs> wait what is drunk shape so the, the principle is, is it, there's a, a theater company from i think it's from the uk that did this originally uh they perform a shakespeare play or like an abridged version of one because it mm-hmm. was very long um yeah. and uh, one actor gets very drunk. I mean, that like, actually gets really yeah, drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does the audience have to guess who? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, I think, the, yeah, they do, it's but it becomes very clear, abundantly <laughs> clear. Do they, they continue on. drinking throughout the Well, yes, yeah, so that's the, the thing. Yeah, they continue drinking. They show up. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And they, they continue. Um, so the first time we did it, 
we just had one person then the, the last time we did it we we chose three people but i think this time i hope i hope this time we'll scale it back but the thing is you have to find someone who can actually really get drunk because not everybody gets drunk well that's the thing <laughs> yeah i mean the thing the last time we did it um uh well the first person got drunk and it was good and you kind of i mean like you do have to lean into it a bit because you know i think we do like five shots or something oh um which is a fair amount. Hard liquor. Uh, hard does liquor. does it faster, right? Yeah. yeah. But uh, but you kind of still have to, you know, depending on what you're like, you kind of have to lean into the drunkenness. Doesn't everyone just forget their lines? That did happen. Is I that mean, what, I, uh, that's the purpose? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, but, but then, like, the way, like, with our kind of, like, the way we perform is very much, like, you know, it's messy and that's part of the fun. Do you know what you I mean? mean? Staggered iambic pentameter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you just, you make mistakes and then you're like, oh, I messed There's up. Oh, I forgot the line. But, but There's s- no throwing. No, not, not messy in that sense. Uh, although, yeah, one person did fall asleep on stage. Uh, yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, he's he doesn't take his... Um, as alcohol too well so yeah. when he got picked i was like oh no oh no this is gonna be this is gonna be a long night well what about you i mean how, how do you perform in in drunken shakespeare uh well uh drunkenly Drunk. i guess if you if you if you get picked i mean i i wasn't actually uh one of the three last time oh okay uh, to me it's really amazing that we have these um um you know these foreign comedy groups or mm. stage plays or musicals I've heard it's in bilingual Taiwan, though. you know mm. it's bilingual what? though isn't it uh what? my group is n- uh well i could partly bilingual um oh, okay uh it depends yeah yeah i, I mean I there mean, is like a, a related sort of improv group um that i uh that some some of the members of my group are in that group too and that oh. is kind of bilingual they do sketches in in mandarin oh. and in english okay um because, um, I mean, I've been back in Taiwan 30 years, and I remember just early on, you know, interviewing some people who are actually here from America, from from the UK, from, I, I don't know, and just, you know, here in performance, you know, to mm. hear or dance or whatever. And I've yeah. interviewed quite a few of them. Mm. And, and, and it's just amazing to see you guys coming and bringing this culture in here into Taiwan and loving it here and letting it flourish, yeah. you know, like musicals and, and mm. comedy shows and yeah. things like that. Does the, humor, does the humor translate well to local audiences, do mm-hmm. you find? Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, I think, yeah, it, I mean, with Shakespeare, it's really kind of important to make it as to try and make the meaning like you know, to physicalize it as mm. much as you can, because sometimes it can, the words I mean, can get lost. Right. For native speakers. Yeah, I mean, even for native, exactly. I mean, I think we're lucky with the with the Shakespeare things is everyone just sees Shakespeare on a poster and they're like, oh, I want to go. Do you Culture. know what I mean? Everyone's like, I know him. Uh, and they're like, and it's a chance to see a Shakespeare play in a kind of non-intimidating kind of setting, basically. Right, right. Um, we have like people sitting on the floor on blankets with like mm, trains. groundlings. Yeah, the exactly. It's very much literally. in the tradition yeah, yeah, yeah. of, all you need is people selling oysters and cockles and you have exactly. the whole original... Yeah, we're the oysters and cockles out. Oh, do you um, know this place called the Red Room? Have you guys been to any I, of the I, activities? I have the Red. I mean, yes, I I have, I believe. Yeah, yeah. because it's a it's a mother and uh, and her son from India mm. who runs the place and and saw performances, all kinds of performances and yeah. food and things like that, all kinds. And mostly the audience are people sitting on rugs on the floor. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very relaxed place. And I've interviewed um, the mother. Yeah. Yeah, for my you know, other show before. I mean, I'm not so much of a fan really, of yeah, right. sitting on floors, but... Uh, oh, oh, oh. You're not I, a floor sitter I'm not a type. floor sitter. I, yeah, I don't know. I just find it, it's very, it's very like, I don't know if you did this back in, in the States, but like when you're... Uh, in like elementary school yes. in the UK you're still on the yeah, floor yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it mm. kind of feels like you're 
you're back in elementary school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember like there were like assemblies that I had when I was in, in secondary school, I suppose kind of high school. The place was just too small to fit chairs in for everyone to sit. So uh-huh. we, had some, we had to sit on the floor and my friend was just like, this is just the most <laughs> demeaning thing. I'm like 17 years oh, old and I'm goodness. sitting on the yeah. floor like a child. A floor sitter. Yeah, not a fan. Well, I think that, you know, if there's any Taiwanese in the audience, which I'm sure there's a lot, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They, I, think, I think they would have a bit of understanding of English in order to be able to enjoy. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, musicals I mean, and shows, what we right? do with the Shakespeare's yeah. as well, I mean, this is kind of like, I don't know if people will like frown on this, but like uh, we normally summer or give a kind of synopsis of the show before the we beginning? start. Yeah. Oh. Well, when you read a, when you read a printed Shakespeare edition of Shakespeare, you usually get that anyway. Yeah. And that's for native speakers as well. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's just because just, just I think it is often... It's better to know. I mean, this is a rare case when, like, the spoilers kind of help. I mean, you don't yeah. need, you don't need to know the end of the play, but right. like, just to know the setup and like maybe the Choose first three you. acts uh-huh. or like something like that. Cool. Um, so, so that hopefully makes it clearer to everyone um, right. what's going on. Because yeah, I mean, definitely, like, the language is is, is super hard to follow otherwise, <laughs> especially when slurred. Yeah, exactly. Especially when slurred, messed up, repeated, joked <laughs> over, laughed over. You know, everything that could make it oh, wow. less easy to All understand. Right. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope we it. make it to the next one. Yeah, well, uh, I'd like to see you there. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I say we get to the letters now. So, as always, I was saying that this is a program where we uh, get your letters and we read them. We letters you write us. This program. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> I just had a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so um, if you are planning to write us a letter right now, the address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email our way. You can reach us at rti at rti. And of course, you can always send us a comment on Facebook or YouTube. That's right. Okay, so this first one is coming to us from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana in the U.S. And it says here, Dear RTI, fine cuisine, fine radio, and we don't even have to change our names to listen and enjoy the buffet of programs offered on Radio Town International. Of Especially course, not talking about to salmon. salmon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, uh, for those who haven't been following right. the, the salmon saga, um, a sushi chain here offered to give free or discounted sushi to people who changed their names to salmon and a lot of people did many people did i know like 300 some people anyway okay and it uh, goes on it says wishing you a hearty eating and time to think and relax to keep a healthy balance in your busy lives and uh he listened to here in taiwan where is an episode with the three of us oh, oh awesome. wow. yeah so we talked about the matsu procession about tiger air a three and a half hour Aerial pilgrimage to major Matsu sites, Jinmen, Matsu, Penghu, etc. 180 pilgrims and six statues praying for good fortune for Taiwan. Also, we talked about reduced sentences for cannabis from five years to one year. And then Doris Brogham, 70 years in Taiwan. Uh, she's the founder of Studio Classroom, that uh, calling Taiwan a diamond. And then my, oh, my show, Jukebox Republic. Uh, yeah, I actually played a song called Transportation Song. song. <laughs> Well, because I saw the news about Ang Lee, our Taiwanese-American um, movie director, he talks about ta- Taiwan's one-hour access to travel from coast to mountains, an ideal place to film movies. So he's encouraging foreign f- um, movie makers to come oh, to Taiwan. Okay. Mm. And so then he also kind of, you know, uh, talked about how New Zealand, New Zealand promotes movies with text breaks. 
and about breathtaking views in Taiwan, a good year for Taiwan movies this past year uh, because of COVID. Um, yeah, we've got some big ones, like Little Big Women. The, the woman who played the mother won Golden Horse Award, which is the equivalent of the Oscars um, in Asia. And then Your Name Engraved, that's an, and Herein, that's another great movie. I, I think I've seen all of these. The Silent Forest, it's actually based on true story um, on sexual harassment. And then Mirror Image, too, with OCD Transforming. Also, yeah, some of the songs, Joe E. Oh, oh, this is a band, name of a band, Joe E. From the countryside, um, just as Kaohsiung has a more local feel, French director Luc Besson uh, loved Taiwan food and cuisine, and that's why he made the movie, what was it called? Lucy, with um, um, Scarlett Scarlet Johansson. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was supposed to say Scarlett O'Hara. That's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> a different movie. Right. And anyway, so thank you so much for the details. That was coming to us again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. We've got a letter here from Japan. This is coming to us from Norihiko Ide, who says, Dear Sir and Madam, it is with great pleasure that I can report the reception of your broadcast as follows. This is our March 18th broadcast on 15320 kHz. And under details, it says uh, that the Simpo... It says that, well, the Simpo seems to have varied over the course of the broadcast, oh. but generally... Well, a pretty broad range, everywhere from two to five. Oh, so that, that it's is, all over the board. That's that's yeah, all over the board. Um, there was among the items on here in Taiwan was about a monkey escaping from the Taiwan Zoo, and also uh, the Taiwanese dish called pot stickers. Also, there was some music and a discussion of Taiwanese people coming to reside in Taiwan and a Taiwanese pineapple song. After that was just the classics featuring the stylings of Fei Wong, including a song called "You Are Happy and So I'm Happy." It also says here that there was no interference. Reception conditions improved after 3.12 UTC. And uh, the location for listening was Tokyo, Japan. Under comments, it says, First, thank you very much for the Huarinyo lantern kit uh, that you sent me recently. That was so cute. Uh, it was, a, yeah, in the shape of a cow because we're in the year of the cow Ops. or us. Yeah. <laughs> it also says, I enjoyed today's here in Taiwan very much. Pot stickers are the same as Japanese gyoza, right? Um... They're very, they're similar, but I would say that the, the sauce, gyoza. the sauce oh. used to have that they're that they're served with is different, and I think gyoza are usually sort of fried, aren't they? Um, they're more similar to what we would in Taiwan called guo tie. Guo tie, so, yeah, I I, right. I, had, I had some guo tie yesterday for dinner. Jiao zhou, sweet, sweet jiao, into pot stickers. Right, the yeah. the gyoza and. Uh, Jiaozi, or the, 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 the Taiwanese word jiaozi, are written with the same Chinese characters. However, they are quite different. Uh, our, mm. our, we actually call them sui jiao, and they're usually boiled instead. It also says, I'm pleasantly surprised to hear the funny Taiwan pineapple song sung in Japanese. And by the way, I hear that a supermarket in my neighborhood will start to sell Taiwanese pineapples soon, so we will Aye. buy them to support. A All round right. of applause for you. Good for you. And goes in Taiwan. And just the classics today, uh, Fei Wong is one of my favorite singers in Asia. I listened to her songs a lot when I worked and lived in New York. If the details in this report are found to be correct, I would appreciate very much if you could send me a QSL card. That comes to us once again from Norihiko Ide of Tokyo, Japan. I have a letter here from Eddie Prabowo coming to us from Jakarta, Indonesia. Uh, he's giving us a report for the 21st of March, um, UTC time 434 uh, in the afternoon to 1700 on 9405 kHz. That's the frequency. Uh, the SINPO rating was 33333. He says the audio was heard relatively noisy, wavy, and found 
uh, QRM sound excess from the other station on the background. That could just be us. We're often noisy and wavy. We are well. noisy and wavy. <laughs> so. that is, we are known to be noisy and wavy. Um, yep. So that's been monitored in West Jakarta. It's program details. Uh, listen to news playlist. Uh, when he writes scenic island in Elan area Taiwan consumer goods cherry blossom along railway in Alishan Japanese in Taiwan never forgot Fukushima earthquake um, dementia in Taiwanese people yeah I mean there, it was the 10th anniversary of the Fukushima oh, earthquake okay. recently so that'll be um, why that's there uh, and then on the line uh, internationally collected artist Patrick Lee and that's again coming to us from Jakarta Indonesia from Eddie Prabowo all right, and that's all the time we have for today's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters, but do keep them coming. We want to know what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please remember that you can always go to our Facebook page or YouTube channel and let us know what you think there. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>